Walking on Broadway, it's Friday night. I feel like I'm floating when you're by my side. You may never know what you've given me, but I can't show you what's impossible. See, they say young hearts fail, we prove them wrong. They're on the sidelines, just singing along. Hands to one night's never wasted. Days filled with memories created. Here's to the one person who never let me down. Who tells me I'm beautiful without making a sound. Before I knew you, knew everything. Now I am certain that I didn't know a thing. Something was missing before you arrived. What took you so long, babe, to change my mind? They say young hearts fail while we prove them wrong. They're on the sidelines just singing along. It's true, one night's never wasted. Days filled with memories created. Here's to the one person who never let me down. Who tells me I'm beautiful without making a sound. Yeah. Oh, to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bienyash. Today I'm here with Amadeans. 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 That's a new one. Amadeans. 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 Of course, Acadians. Acadians. Armenians. Mm-hmm. We are Amadians. Amadians, yes. like amazing yes. Amadians. You said okay. it, we didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to know. I, I actually should have asked before I started recording, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> classic, oh, no classic Ashley not doing her research. Spontaneous radio is a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, right. This is totally live right now. Um, so I'm here with Courtney and James. Uh, what are your roles in Amadians? We are both songwriters. I'm the guitar player. Vocals. And who else is in the band? We have Kyle Fox on drums and Ian Powell on bass. Mm-hmm. Legends. And how long have you guys been a a uh, 
quartet, I guess. So James and I were writing for about a year and a half before we added Kyle Fox, who's the drummer. And then Ian was uh, like a year later. So that was about a year and a half ago when we all came together yeah, as a quartet. complete lineup, yeah, about yeah. a year and a half. But we'd been writing before then and playing shows acoustic, which we'll hopefully never do again. <laughs> <laughs> so you were you were writing with the idea that this was going to be a project? or you Not at first. At first, we kind of got together and thought, let's just write some songs, see what we can do with these songs. We might as well start at the beginning. Sure. So yeah. I came to Winnipeg for school at the U of M, actually, and was just studying and needed a part-time little gig. And Angie Lamorand, who is now a managing Amadians, offered to just get me in doing some admin work, and she didn't even know I sang. And so I did this... Don't laugh. It's like, it was like a Keith Urban singing contest for the North Dakota <laughs> State Fair. And like not my genre, but I was just like, whatever. I will get on stage with Keith Urban. That'd be cool. And Angie saw the video and she was like, oh, my God, you sing? I had no idea. And I was like, yeah. So she was like, my best friend is a guitarist who I'm trying to find vocalists for because he's looking to write. And so she hooked us up to play band together, which is the uh, hospice charity show in Winnipeg at the WEC every year. And after that, we were just like, want to write? And before we knew it, we had like like five or six songs and we were yeah. like oh we have enough for a band do you want to do a, make, make a band and then we did yeah let's get these songs out onto a stage play them live so yeah we brought in kyle and we, we played as a trio acoustically for a while and you it was fine but we really wanted to to make these songs come to life like they were on the demos with like the full production and yeah we got really excited like not gonna lie to you when i moved here i was really intent on getting like making a band i like printed out flyers and posted them all over billboards in the city <laughs> and like drove around all day putting these billboards up or billboards like these little uh like post flyers yeah. yeah yeah and then uh put like ads on kijiji and like did all these things that were in hindsight pretty dangerous and sketchy but perhaps <laughs> like met with all these people and wrote with them every time and i was like not feeling it not feeling it not feeling it still not right still not right and then james just like proverbially proverbially fell into my lap and it was like oh as soon as you stop searching for a good thing it's a good thing happens yeah it's kind of history it's yeah. been a good few years lots of songs written mm -hmm. yeah and when you when you first started um wh what were the songs like are they still like are they definitely different from from where we took the music now because consciously we're kind of writing in a direction that we all want to be in mm -hmm. at first it was either one of us would have a song that was partially finished and not necessarily in any one direction. And it's uh, trial and error for sure. Yeah, so she would sing all my songs. I would I would help her finish her songs. And uh, none of the songs are really indicative of what we actually sound like now as a band. They they're nothing like it. Like they were some were pop, some were dancey, uh, but nothing like the music we're coming out with now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like we searched for a long time. I didn't even really know what I liked when I moved. Like studying jazz and like opera in that is a yeah. lot different as like a listener than it was to be like an actual <clears throat> creator of things and like it was really tough at first to figure out what what I even liked and like what we were good at it was really hard to figure out like yeah and just finding our own sound like I think we might have been chasing other sounds like we would this day when you're writing just for the sake of writing songs and stockpiling songs for your catalog some days you, you not that we wrote a country song but as an example some days maybe you want to write a great country song or like there was never a, a direction or a genre in mind but when we started writing for ourselves writing music that we wanted to release then we we kind of talked about it and you know came to the conclusion that we want to go in this direction and 
And that's what we focused on. I think we started noticing patterns in songs where we would all attach ourselves to one specific portion of whatever song it was. Yeah. And then we would keep that element go, moving forward, like songwriting wise. We'd be yeah. like, oh, ditch the rest really of the like, song. Yeah. But we really like huge bass lines and like pulsing yeah. synths and side chained organ and big <laughs> bass drums. Keep doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I was uh, creeping you guys on the internet, and it's, Thank you. it's uh, yeah, anytime. I, um, I've been doing the same to you, so. Oh, wow. <laughs> you came Confessions. In, you acted like you had no idea what I, who I was. That's how I roll. <laughs> and you're like, oh, actually, well, thanks. Um, so we're both equal stalkers. I, yes. We have the same level of. of creepiness. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're going to get along just fine. Um, but you guys were saying that uh, you're, you're like uh, 45 minutes of dance music. Um, when did that fe- start to feel. When did you realize that that was the direction? Like, okay, yeah, we're going to be this funk dance band. When we picked the songs to record the first EP that's going to come out in this year, um, it was kind of being hinted at, like, underneath. <laughs> if you looked at the songs, it's obvious that we had, like, sort of a theme going. But when we sent the songs out uh, to get pre-produced by Matt Schellenberg, uh, he put a bunch of these super cool, funky like really awesome electronic elements to the song yeah, that elevated he added. them so much and then just literally laid out for us what we liked. And like wow. he caught on so quickly to what our music was trying to do and like what the elements what elements exactly were missing and he just peppered them in and we were like, "Yup." Yeah, it was very one. eye-opening. Yeah. I I, th- I thought we'd talk about Matt a little later, but Matt Matt from Royal Canoe, mm-hmm. he ended up helping us with some pre-production for the five songs on the EP. And exactly what Courtney said, he kind of just put us, he opened our eyes to the direction that we were already going in. <laughs> but yeah, he made us realize that that's where our focus should be. Even even when it al- already was to a certain extent, mm-hmm. we just didn't realize it till he pointed it out. It's crazy how people can do that. Like I, I, m- I remember one time I showed a song to a friend and he, we were, he was like jamming over top and he just like started adding things and like, oh my God, this song can't live without that now. So it's crazy how what a producer, a good producer can do. So I guess you guys got really lucky with Matt. Oh, yeah. Every element of this EP, since beginning to search for studios and choosing the songs, has lined up so well and in our favor that it's almost like divine intervention. It's <laughs> yeah. absolutely amazing. Like, yeah. it was really lovely to be able to work with Matt, and it was yeah, like and a Matt last didn't, minute surprise. Matt didn't produce the album. Matt worked with the songs. He worked with us and the songs before we went into the studio. Like a demo? From he, afar. Yeah, it's, he it's got like pre production. He took the demos and then he, he was actually in London at the time. And he would London, send us. London, Ontario? England. No, no. <laughs> this is Matt Schellenberg. He we're talking Big England. deal, yeah. Yeah. So uh, he would send us every day, we'd get a new song back from him. He would take our demos and he would put them in his little studio that he had out there. And he would add and subtract what he thought the song needed and didn't need. And then we'd get a detailed list of notes. And so we had the best pre-production with him before going into the studio and Mm -hmm. producing it ourselves. Yeah, it was really, it made it so easy for us to just go in and recreate all the things that he added. And everything he did to the songs elevated them to such an extent that I wouldn't even have ever guessed was possible. And not only that, it actually inspired us to have additional ideas on top of that because... When you have someone outside of your band, outside of your circle, pick your music apart and point out things that you would never see because you're too close to it, yeah. it opens your eyes all over again to to go up above that and beyond that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, there yeah. were little things he would do that sparked new songs. Yeah, like that's we were true. Like, oh, ooh, neat! 
great. I really liked that that synth sound. I'm gonna go write a beach and then move yeah. to another song. <laughs> Next thing you know, James is at Long McQuaid buying all the synthesizers and uh, yeah. trying to be Matt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Oh, I'm I'm, look, I'm really looking forward to this nice. to this new um, EP. So it's it's not out yet, and the single will be out by the time this this song is recording. The first single. Um, yes. Lyrically, what do you guys find that you tend to be writing about? So I am a bit of a like. Like, words are my thing. I love words. When I was, like, a tiny little kid, I used to write what I imagined were the greatest poems ever. I'm sure if I found one now, they, were, they would be laughable. But Actually, it was I always... talked to your mom, and she said they actually were. Hey, Sloan. They're great. <laughs> I call up Sloan and get my poems from her. But, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. I was always obsessed with reading when I was a kid, and I really liked to write, like, little short stories as nonsensical as they could get. And so when I got older, like, lyrics became, to me, like, one of the most important things about our music. I, I get, I don't know, I, I, I get upset when a, a song doesn't have a message. E- and that message can not be deep. That message can be, let's enjoy ourselves for a second. Mm-hmm. Like, Young Hearts doesn't have, uh, like, serious, deep, brooding lyrics. but Because the song doesn't take itself too seriously. But mm-hmm. the songs that do take themselves seriously, I find very, very, very important to me that they are. Yeah, there's a message in that. in it's I don't know helpful to somebody so like we write about I don't know I guess I'll use just like direct examples like Ocean and Moon is about uh, a couple in an interracial couple in the 1950s and it's a white woman and a black man and they get found out and the man is murdered for their relationship and the whole song is basically her reflecting on how the the only real way that they're going to be together is when they meet you know in the afterlife and so that song was really heavy and that that those lyrics meant a lot to me but and uh, wasting time is about like how helpless we all feel nowadays like Mm -hmm. everybody it does it's regardless of age it's regardless of status i feel like everybody feels emotionally drained yeah it seems like this strange sort of atmosphere that we all live in now where it's just like everybody's depression is just implied because the world sucks and that's a horrible outlook but it's there's always there's almost something to speaking to it and like addressing it that is therapeutic therapeutic and also just to know that you know we're in it together like we all feel this way Mm -hmm. and things can be a little less crappy if we just address it and move forward yeah yeah elephant in the room Point it out. Yeah, Let's talk about it. So that's also a really great song called Elephant in the Room. But By whom? Uh, I don't remember who. I was hoping you wouldn't ask. I'll find out for you, though, because I, I listen to it every time, and I just start crying. I'll find it You can you. tweet that out to us. Uh, yeah. But uh, speaking of lyrics, I think Courtney and I are a little different in the lyric department because she's always looking for the big message and stuff, and I'm obsessed with relationships. Never mine, usually, but uh, I love writing about other people's relationships, whether it's, uh, you know, their love relationship or their dysfunctional love relationship. And that's kind of that's that's my thing for lyrics. So we kind of uh, have a, a slightly different outlook and approach to lyrics. I think it kind of works, though, because yeah. if I were to sing about like depressing horrible content all the time with these upbeat dance lyrics yeah it would get a little draining so it's nice to have a although i do like the way the depressing lyrics play on top of the happy music to me that's that's one of my favorite things but at Mm -hmm. least there's a a little bit of counteraction yeah Yeah. on the ep there's not you can take it as seriously as you like in some of this for sure yeah i was gonna say so all these like super heavy meaningful topics are are still the dance songs that we're talking about oh yeah okay i i like that um I've been having conversations with people and they always say that this, the lyrics should really kind of drive the music. And I I think that 
they shouldn't have to all the time. I think they still can. Mm-hmm. I don't think that just because lyrics are heavy, the music, like, just because like, it's upbeat, like a higher tempo than I would think of Foster the sing- People with that, you know, like Pumped Up Kicks is so poppy, lyrics. catchy, but it's so dark lyrically. And mm-hmm. I love that. I love that contrast. All That's of my their thing. lyrics are mm-hmm. like, they have this yeah, underlying. I think, I don't think the lyrics have to dictate the vibe of the music at yeah. all. Well, look at Pearl Jam. Yeah, or, or even that new album by Paramore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can dance because you're sad, and I think you should. Yeah. <laughs> you Good really point. Should. Maybe I yeah. should go dancing. <laughs> Maybe we should all go dancing yeah. tonight. Yeah. Well, tonight. See, yeah, it's I'm not, not good for me either, but yeah. maybe we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk. Tweet at us. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, when people ask you who do you sound like, who would you say then? No, <laughs> we have no idea. I am very proud to say that that hardly ever happens with this band. Oh, cool. I, I have been in projects where there was always the same, you sound like so-and-so, you sound like so-and-so, and it was always the same comparison. And when I was younger, that was such a compliment, but now that is the worst thing. You don't want to hear that. I hate that too. And I'm so proud to say that that hardly ever happens with the Medians. In fact, quite the opposite. People say, I don't know what to call you guys. And when I do hear it, it's Mm -hmm. the most complimentary things. Like, I never dreamed I'd be in a band that was uh, compared to ABBA. (laughs) Never in my life. (laughs) But that is the biggest compliment I've ever received as a musician. I will take it. Yeah. You know? I got Donna Summers meets Daft Punk once. And I was like, excuse me, that's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. That's awesome. But, like, yeah, it's kind of nice. Most of the time we get, so what the hell are you? And we're like, and they're like, oh, cool. Yeah. And that's yeah. the end of the conversation. And that's it's a great good. feeling. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's changing the game. You're making your own path through it because there kind of isn't really anyone that you can, can look up to in terms of sound, which is... Yeah, and that goes back to Matt, actually, and Evan St. Cyr, who engineered and mixed our album. They added so many elements on top of what we brought in to take the music to a, an even more original sounding you know plateau yes and so we're very very lucky to have worked with the people we have and i guess all the hard work helped us come in with songs that were were very original so Mm -hmm. proud of them yeah yeah oh you should be because this is so exciting i'm so excited i wish i had the music here uh i'll have to wait a couple months i guess um well we can can talk (laughs) tweet at us yay Stop. We, we literally use Twitter the least out of anything. I know, but I just feel cool. Just tweet. Like, no. Just tweet yeah, at us. I don't. I, I don't really use it either. But this is, sounds like it's going to be worth it. So it sucks that I have like two different Twitter accounts, like for the Winnipeg Music Project and for myself. So it makes it harder. I knew that. I checked that. No, I didn't. <laughs> I stalked you less than I, I let on, actually. But um, yeah, tweet at us. Well, I wish I could say the same. Um, I've I've pretty much stalked you guys. I appreciate that. Um, so then, when you are writing, who? Who, who are your musical inspirations then? So, okay, I'm going to answer part of that question. Like, I think the way that we both approach writing is that we, we take elements from songs that exist that we really, really like, and we amalgamate them into something that's already in our head. So, like, for, like speaking from my perspective... Um, I, I really like to take like a hip hop song and a jazz song and a rock song and like use elements from all of those things to make a song. And so there's not any real direct single genre, even group that we could name. But we have specific songs that we love so much that we're like, oh, we should try to ar- arrange a song like that next time. Or, oh, I really love this sound. We should definitely use it. But the lyrics are usually pre-written, like journal style, poem style. And then James is a workhorse. He writes, 
like every day, right? I love writing. Like I actually work up. I wake up extra early. Just like get 5 the coffee. For me, nothing's more inspiring than that first cup of coffee sitting in my little demo studio. It's so, nuts. So Courtney will come down and she'll she'll have a massive book of lyrics and I will have like four or five new song ideas musically. And she, if she's not feeling one, we just flip to the next. There's never a shortage because I love to write. It's my favorite thing to do. Mm. So basically she'll have uh, unlimited supply of lyrics in her journals and... Yeah, you let him read your journal? Oh, yeah. No, well, no. She'll flip <laughs> well, through it and she'll be like, I like the vibe of this music. The way I write <laughs> lyrics is weird because I'll write in paragraphs and then I will paraphrase the paragraphs and then make those paraphrase paragraphs rhyme. And so, like, I just have lines and lines and lines and lines and lines and lines of, of stuff that I write when I'm bored. And then... And, and James has so many tracks from getting up at the ass crack of dawn love, every day uh, to write. And the so, ass crack of dawn. Yeah, the ass crack. So it's like a it's really like a puzzle. A lot of times they're just like which ones will fit, and uh, but sometimes we'll write them together, or sometimes I'll yeah. have a chord progression that I really like. Exactly. That I'm like it really does. I might have a fifteen second piece of music, and then she might have the next piece of music for the chorus. Mm-hmm. And she's she's far more technical than I. She's very educated musically. So I try to keep up, and uh, she'll throw all these wacko chords at me. And I'm like, what's in that chord? And she'll be like, James, it's this, this, and that. Duh. And, uh, so like that. there's no exact formula, but generally it's I, I have the music, and then she'll have her lyrics. And then, yeah, that's been what we've really been working with lately. lately. That's what we've been kind of yeah, riding it's with. Been, it's been working it's very well. Magically, yeah. Yeah, I feel like when you guys are talking, like you're in this kind of like a whole other world you just it sounds like chaos to me but like it just works so well it with works you guys. really well it's and the coffee that keeps us focused yeah, you know we drink lead. a lot of it mm-hmm. see i don't drink coffee maybe that's what i'm missing oh, so yeah. <laughs> i can assure you no Resolution actually it's a, it's right a slippery slope but yeah. it's so addictive i just yeah. i love tea so oh, tea's good too but tea yeah. is also loaded with caffeine so you're probably mm-hmm. already probably fine so that, that's not the i think you're on then. the same level then Ugh, dang it okay <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Um, we, ha- we will have to take a break and listen to the new single, Wasting Time, in just a little bit. But before that, um, really quickly, what is your musical background? Well, I've been playing in local bands for quite some time. I used to be in a band called Pushing. Before that? Oh, my musical background is my parents tried to get me to play organ. They sent me to organ lessons. Organ? When I was a child, I despised it. I didn't practice. I couldn't wait for the the year they finally said I didn't have to go anymore. Uh, when I was 13, I took guitar class in junior high. I thought it was cool. My parents moved me across the uh, across the city. I had no friends, and I basically only had a guitar, and I, I became obsessed with it. I made no new friends in my new school, and I would only see my old friends on the weekends because they would drive me there, and I'd spend, I'd spend the weekends in the good old North End with my pals. So instead of you know doing homework and stuff after school, I was obsessed with my guitar, and that's that's the deal. Since was I was about thirteen, like self-taught then, self-taught completely. I never took a guitar lesson because my parents wouldn't get me guitar lessons because I wasted years of organ lessons. Mm. So I had a couple years in in like junior high. I mean, that's not much of a guitar lesson yeah. situation, but. Mostly self-taught, yeah. Cool, awesome. And then did the local scene, and then yeah, the local scene. You you put ads out and stuff. And put billboards out, as as court says. <laughs> okay, it was, they were flyers. I don't have the damn money for billboards. Yeah, I put ads up at the at the local music stores, and uh, yeah, I I probably met a few guys in high school. We had a little high school band and stuff. And then after that, yeah, you do the ads, you find mm-hmm. people, and yeah, and then you. That's my story, Courtney. And now there's the, Amadians. Yeah. Okay. Not the though. It's just a Yes, just a We're a little okay. particular about that. And Courtney, your story. Oh yes. 
Uh, okay, so I was shit scared of everything when I was a kid. Beep. <laughs> yeah, beep. <laughs> no, I promise that's the only one I'll let loose. I probably already let loose a few swear words. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> uh, I was really shy as a kid, and the only really, like James, I, it's not that I didn't have friends, but I was, I valued my alone time. And home life was a lot of me and my brothers kind of chilling out and keeping each other entertained. So I had all of the, you guys know the now that's what I call music CDs. Uh, I had those and a boombox and like I would just sit around and sing and like l- watch American like I remember watching American Idol and following Kelly Clarkson and being like that is the best singer I've ever heard in my entire life <laughs> I don't know how she exists so like when I was a kid I knew I wasn't tone deaf like I could sing along and like um, but I wouldn't sing in front of anybody. I wouldn't do it. E- even my music teachers tried to force me to sing little solos when I was like 12 or 13, and I would just stand there and sing so quiet that no one could hear me. And then I was 15, and I went to this leadership volunteerism uh, seminar in North Dakota. And when I was there, they were talking about like a bunch of stuff about facing your fears and all this stuff. And a little 15-year-old me was like, hella inspired and I got up and I sang I believe I can fly in front of like a thousand people (laughs) that was the first time I'd ever sang in front of anybody and it was scary as hell but it was uh, the first like move and then after that I I started singing opera and eventually got obvious transition yeah Yeah. right (laughs) well it was honestly where I lived it was a town of like 400 people and our music uh our music program was super underfunded, so you know, in those small towns, you you only have the little lady that plays piano, and then she teaches you those little folk songs, mm. and that's the extent of your training. I didn't have any like private lessons or anything like that, so I did. I didn't even like my passion was not music when I graduated because I hadn't even discovered ha- the half of it. I was never taught theory or anything. So when I went to college, and uh, tried out uh, just like generals I was like okay I can't live without music anymore and I don't know what it was because it really was just mostly I like to sing in my car but something was just telling me go to school for music so then I went and I took uh, three and a half years of opera and decided that wasn't a good enough outlet so then I changed to jazz which made me move to Winnipeg to study at U of M and then took a few more years of like theory and jazz and stuff and then I was like I am doing all those things I really want to be doing already I think I'm gonna go do those things. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I did, and now I'm playing. I'm glad but Amadians is my first band. It's the first time I, I have only been performing pop music live for like three years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool. So with that, we'll listen to the new single "Wasting Time," Perfect. and when we come back, we'll talk more about the performing live aspect of Amadians. Know the <laughs> or know the. She killed it. Uh, <laughs> um, so everyone, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Binyash. I'm here with Amadians. Someday I'll pay 10K and it'll be cheap. Someday I won't need weed to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep somehow, someway I'll make that leap. But for now, for now, for now, for now, for now, for now, I'm wasting time, wasting time on you. I'm wasting time, wasting time on you. I'm wasting time, wasting time on you. 
Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Vinyaj. I'm here with Amadians, Courtney and James. Hi. Um, welcome back. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that little single. They're released on January 20th. 24th. 4th. Right. Yeah. I was going to say 7th. 4th. Um, so, uh, before the bre- our break, it wasn't the break for the listeners, we were talking about um, how you got involved in music, but what is the the live aspect of Amadians look like now? What is a live show? Why should people be going to your live shows? It's just high energy, danceable fun. Uh, we have, in my opinion, the most lively rhythm section in town with Kyle and Ian. They're, I always describe them as animals on stage, gentlemen off. They're crazy. I I aspire to keep up with them on stage, and we, we're just up there having a blast and, and really just you know feeling the big beats and the big grooves and having a a great time and trying to convey that to the audience, hoping they have the same, the same fun we're having. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just high energy. That's that's exactly it. And like Kyle and Ian are animals. They are unbelievable at what they do. Absolutely. And they're the, like two, I think, of the best performers in the city. They are always just performing the crap yeah, out of their I'm, songs. Yeah, I'm so grateful to be in a band with them. And we mm-hmm. added a sample pad too, which was nice. So we can actually incorporate a lot of those electronic elements from the album so that you can actually hear it live and it does it some justice, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. And yeah, like really not a single slow song in the live show. It's just 45 minutes of fun where you can just let go and dance and you don't have to worry about anything and it's really nice it's yeah it's great to be in a band uh where you're not you know taking a slow song break every few songs which is kind of my history i love going out there and just delivering a high energy concert it's kind of what i've always wanted to do and that's exactly what we're doing yeah Mm -hmm. wow I'm just like the whole like slow song every couple like my I'm thinking about my set list and like mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well it's different not, genre it's, though. Well, and different for strokes sure. for different Absolutely. folks for sure like, you know we no, got totally to see Olivia it. Lunny perform a couple nights ago and a lot of her stuff is really dreamy and you know I, I would describe it a little more somber but that's her style mm-hmm. and that's what you go see her to get out of that kind of performance so everyone's got to just be themselves and we we loved it she put yeah. on a great show exactly we love all kinds of music it's just that our vibe is we want that high energy vibe for the crowd yeah that we aspire to constantly bring the the funk and the energy yeah 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 so how did that carry out when you were the acoustic band not very well (laughs) no those we're never going back to those days (laughs) you know what we we were an acoustic we were the, the trio and we were going out and playing this the first batch of songs that we had written they were scattered genre wise and there there's no cohesion. It was it was out of necessity. We needed it practice. It was fun, but I it was, was not really what any of us wanted to be doing. No. And I was so green in terms of performing and I I just needed to do it more. Yeah. So there were it was just fun little bar gigs that we would take, but the songs we I think all of us knew that they were just steps on the way to the songs that would stay long term. Mm-hmm. And the only way to figure that out is just to keep writing. And we took everything that we didn't hate from each batch and, and you know, shaved yeah. off the fat until we had and songs. And we're still we replacing loved. songs with better songs for the live show. And hopefully mm-hmm. we never stop doing that because you always want to be writing better songs, right? Yeah, yeah. So. exactly. Not staying at the same level. Yeah. No. And at the same time, we have a huge catalog of music now of songs that, that we can choose to do other things with for other artists or whatever so it wasn't wasted time by any stretch Mm -hmm. the imagination (laughs) no pun intended but boom awesome so were you under the name amadians yeah yeah okay and where does that name come from so i'm originally from the states as i said i was from north dakota should we get political in this interview please don't (laughs) i don't think so uh so i yeah i was born in the states so i moved up here and it's just American, American and Canadian made into Amadians. Amadians. Yeah, it's ah, it's also a word yeah. that we we word combine to invent a word that doesn't really exist. So like right now we kind of own Google searches, <laughs> and right. we intend to always own Google searches. We realize now it's super hard to figure out right away, Amadians, and like and a lot of people get it wrong, and Amadians, that's fine. Amadians. But as soon as they get used to it, and on hopefully as soon as like one song is out and about, then people will just always remember. And yeah. I think that's I think in the long run, I think we will not regret it at all. Oh, I have no regrets. I have none at all. At yeah. This very moment. At first, here I was with like, you two ladies. Oh dang! Like no one's gonna know what the heck it is. And then I was like, well, that's. I mean, I literally ne- would never forget the Foo Fighters name as long as I live. Yeah. Like, and that's an asset. Is that a silly name? When you analyze it, maybe, yeah. But as like from a marketing perspective, I'll always know what that band's name is called. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. And now that I know it's Americans and Canadians, 
Amadians. I'll never, no, I'll never forget that. You should go on a stage like we're American Canadians or something, or incorporate that because if, if I heard that, like ah, and then I would never. Yeah, usually we try to address it at the live show. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. usually. Yeah. It, Sometimes I say get out your pen and paper and then I spell it. <laughs> it was suggested that possibly we take a Canadian and American flag, cut them both in half and sew them together. And we said <laughs> I don't no. Know. I'm sure that's we a said no. Yeah. We said absolutely we won't do that. <laughs> that's disres- disrespectful to both countries. And isn't like a crime in America? It is, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. So yeah. It I, does, I wouldn't uh, I would never do that. I thought it was a terrible suggestion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like I mean like it's a, I, I understand where it's coming from, mm-hmm. but you can like get in a lot of trouble. I know you can. Yeah. You could just verbally tell people they don't need to see it. On top of that, too, we don't really even want to like. It's not a shtick of the band that I'm American. Not at all. It's yeah. not something we want to draw a ton of attention to. It's just the reason for Especially the name. Especially right now. <laughs> yeah, like I honestly avoid having to, you know, give up my heritage whenever. Yeah, possible. it's not something we really go out of our way to. No, universally, yeah. people don't necessarily like positively connotate being an American c- yeah. citizen with being a good person so yeah. I just l- I leave which it is, for now which is funny because like I've, I've lived in the states and there's like there's so nice people there like it's so, so unfortunate that they get this bad rap of being there are hundreds of millions of people in the states there are true. millions of great people it's just the bad apples that ruin it for everybody yeah. and it's so oh we shouldn't even get I yeah we yeah. shouldn't get into that. Yeah, we said we were not <laughs> yeah, going to get political. Get there are there are good and bad people everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Regardless of borders. The point is that you're in the better country now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually I agree with you. <laughs> I'm so so very happy to be in Winnipeg. Yeah. I feel very um, grateful. Yeah, I'm me too. <laughs> me too. Um, I mean, I'm a little biased. I have a Winnipeg music project. I don't know. Um, so, I don't know why this has gotten kind of weird. <laughs> I don't talk about politics. Like, that's not part one thing. was so standard and so informative, <laughs> and part two just went off the just rails, like, but in just, the best way. We just got like goofy, and I, totally I would almost yeah. venture yeah. to say we created radio magic. Yeah, radio magic. Well, this radio is right magic. now. It's not even on the radio right now as we're recording. But um, no, just kidding. This is live. <laughs> so you guys uh, are done recording. You have um, yes, almost a finished. Product. We do have a finished EP yeah. in our hands. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's yeah. finished. Okay, it's beautiful. So it's done. But you yeah. just, yes, you we're so incredibly proud of it. Yes. Yeah, we just want to make sure we do it right. Hey, like we yeah. want to just make sure everything is well thought out and everything is exactly what we wa- envisioned for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Just want to. We don't want to short ourselves, especially when we have such love and faith in the music and passion yeah like we just want to make sure that everything is true to the music and true to us so yeah we did sit on it for a while for sure but that i yeah i'm very glad that we took the time that we did and even having taken that time it feels like it's coming out tomorrow and i'm yeah nothing done and like (laughs) yeah there was a point when it we couldn't wait for it to come out because it seemed like forever and then we kind of just crossed this one line where it was like oh my goodness now you're running we have so much to do yeah Yeah, now i'm like holy crap hard stop please i need some i need some time (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to put the first song out, and um, although by the time you're hearing this, it will be out by the the 24th of January, and then we're not sure if we're going to release a few singles or release the rest of the EP. We're just going to play it by ear. Yeah, we're just going to ride it out, see, like if... uh if wasting time is is catching on and people are really yeah. you know digging it, maybe we'll ride it a bit longer. Or yeah, we'll just see. We'll see what happens. This is everybody's first time putting out a project that you know we all have the utmost faith in, and mm-hmm. like yeah. the first time that I feel like we really have 
as a band the complete product in every facet. I think our I think our graphic design is perfect for the music. I think the players are perfect for the music. I think the promos are perfect. Like everything down to our bio is so us and yeah, so we, we well thought out. Quite meticulous. We've been working with our manager Angie Lamarand mm-hmm. on every detail and we've taken our time. We haven't rushed into anything. Everything's perfectly thought out and yeah. I'm really proud of the plan that we've laid out to go with the music, which I'm, I've said already 12 times, I'm very proud of. So. Yeah. Are you guys proud of your music? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of iffy. kind of think we could have done a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Should we talk about the lyric videos? About how they're all like made in bands? We can. We don't have to. Sure. Like, yeah, I didn't of course. even think about talking about that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. We're, we're going to have five videos that accompany each uh, song that we put out. Five videos per song? Well, fi- one video. Oh, yes, okay. 25 videos. Okay, no. Wow, yeah, yeah. you guys are really passionate. <laughs> Not quite that passionate. Yet. But uh, yeah, um, we have a very small team. Mm-hmm. And so like uh, Rihanna Brown in the city is a graphic designer. She has a page called Riri Draws. And she did our logo and our cover art. And it is stunning. And she's amazing. And we love her. And she's so patient because we're so picky. <laughs> yes. And Courtney has done all the lyric videos herself. And they're incredible. Wow. Yeah, that was some time. But um, it helps to hey, that it's internal. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm such a... I don't know. I have a lot of strong opinions mm-hmm. and I have a lot of things that you, that you need to be done right. Exactly. And so it, I was like, you know, cut out the middleman for this one. And uh, yeah, took a bunch of public domain stock footage and made them into lyric videos. And that's awesome. I'm very proud of them. Where did you go for, the, for those pu- public domain? So there is uh, an online library called archive.org. And mm-hmm. it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a universal global online library and there most of the stuff is covered under the licensing creative commons so you can adapt it you just can't sell it yeah um some stuff is more specifically like there are some albums available for download but you can't you know you can't readapt them or anything but most of it is public domain so um i just uh took it was honestly hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of research and looking through stuff that I liked and I picked a certain time frame Mm -hmm. that like late 60s early 70s was the aesthetic that I was going for and so I would make sure that it was like 65 to 77 were the years I'd select and I just scrolled through (laughs) hundreds of hours of footage and uh it was great it was I had so much fun doing it. I actually just did it as an experiment at first. Just think, oh, let me just try it. And then uh, b- before I knew it, I had made, made all five. Wow. And yeah, so it was nice. It was uh, a pleasant surprise to have been able to do it. And Yeah, and they look amazing. Yeah, I'm pretty bummed. Oh, I'm so excited. Hey. Um, Thank I'm you. Like, I'm, I'm getting so much more excited. Like, I, I love when I have interviews like this when they're before the release because I just like can't wait and I lose my mind. Um, and I want to p- play them on my monthly music wrap-ups and so forth. So cannot Perfect. wait. Um, so but back to the, the recording process, though. So yes. you had done this pre-production um, with Matt from Royal Canoe. Yes. Um, and so that kind of really kind of shaped your sound. How was that going from that to the actual studio time at Arcade Studios? Well, Seamless. it was, yeah, it was, it was like going to Disneyland every day. Like really, uh, I can't say enough. I, I think we can all agree that the people at Arcade are amazing to work with. They treated us like family and the studio was like state of the art, the most beautiful studio you, you'll ever see. And I would like to encourage any musician listening, if you're about to record something or need something mixed, take the less than 30 minute drive out to Niverville and visit Arcade, go for a tour because it's amazing. So once we moved into Arcade and started recording, we were working with Evan St. Cyr, who engineered the album. He's one of the studio owners. 
and he was a dream to work with. And he really helped us adhere to the notes that Matt had sent to us and um, just basically helped keep us, keep us in line when we were, you know, when we hit a rough patch, he would, you know, just help us through it. He was also just like on our wavelength. He Completely. got it. He yeah. understood exactly what the end game for each song was. And there was little things that he would add himself, just like random extra auxiliary percussion. Yeah, or like, mix. It, yeah, and it would be subtle, but it would just, boom, elevate the song so much. He's a much. rock star mixer, and I hope a lot more people around start using or listening to his stuff because mm-hmm. they, sh- they deserve the best, too. Like, mm-hmm. we're not trying to keep them to ourselves, you know? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> but, yeah. but we are priority. Yeah. No, no, stop it. As long as you don't me- get in the way of your schedule, anyone exactly. can. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I understand. Um, so when did you know that these five songs are, when did you know that you wanted to make this EP? Like, how did you know that this was, like, even before going in and, and yeah. getting the demo, how did you know Great like, question. Okay, we're ready? I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, that's so hard. Yeah. Like, there was a point when we were very confident in the, in the set of music we were using for our live show that we knew that we would be pretty happy recording a large portion of it. I think we were getting some shows that we were really excited about and we were like the only step or the only thing missing at this point is like we have nowhere to send anybody. We don't have any music out and yeah, it just seemed like the natural next step. We never like, we were like, okay, finally we're good. Like it, it was just to a point where we couldn't stand not having live music or like music recorded and being able to send it to anybody. Yeah, anymore. it's just it's really weird. I don't know how to define that moment when you go from talking about something to finally just doing it. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I really don't. I kind of that's a hard question. And it was probably the grant application when we were like, all right, yeah, we're probably. gonna move forward with this. But by that point too, we were just like, it's happening either way, and then yeah. it did. <laughs> yeah. So the for the grant application, did you have these these match things or did you have the acoustics? Uh, well, no, our demos, done. the demos that Courtney and I record, like, they're full production, and we use drum machines and stuff. Oh, so, okay. like Yeah, well, by the time Matt got a hold of our demos, like, he would have heard the full guitars, bass, and drums. I see. And yeah. then he tinkered okay. with it and put his touch and, and, and that, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But um, for the grant, we had full production demos, like, from my little demo studio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. And is that all self-taught, too? Oh, yeah. Trial and error. In fact, I was just getting into uh, recording when I met Courtney. So I was I learned a lot through the last couple of years and I'm still pretty green. I'm just a writer who, who wants to record his stuff. I'm not all that interested in being the studio guy. So I just got to a point where I, the songs got to a point where they were OK enough to send out as demos to people. So, yeah. Gotcha. OK, yeah. that's cool. As someone who's who wants to learn how to do it. Like, yeah, I I. I always like over like every like six months I'll open up GarageBand and I'll try to and I'm like, well, yeah. this is like an art. There's no. That's way. what I use. I use GarageBand and Courtney encouraged me to get Logic, which is like you know the the, the professional version, yeah. and I did. And you know what? I was spending way too much time learning and way too little time recording and writing. I went back to GarageBand and someday I'll go back to Logic. I have it. Yeah. But For our purposes right now, they're just placekeepers that we're always recording. It's yeah. like we're going to replace all these sounds anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I just need something quick and easy, and I need to be able to turn it on and record an idea. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can say that the reason why James got so good at it was because he was obsessed. Yeah, <laughs> And I think for that's, sure. like, what sets you apart. Once I started working with a singer who was leaving me the vocal track, she was leaving me. Like, 
I had started to do certain projects with certain singers in town, and they were always like not showing up and not having time to finish. And I was so discouraged. I actually started uh, taking a cappella vocals off of YouTube and, and writing music underneath oh, them. I have some goodness. really cool things. I actually. I have some really cool things from that, but it was really depressing. If you're any of your singers but also are listening to this, yeah. you apologize to James right this second. He is a pure yeah, soul. So he they had their chance, and they, they just like, weren't showing up. Oh, so. So but they're lost. He's yeah. the, he has I, the drive, you thank know? Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. I started working with Courtney, and she's obsessed. She has this work ethic that I've never seen. I've never asked her if she wants to do a writing session and have her say no ever, ever. And that's why we have this big catalog of songs, because... Because you're crazy. Yeah. You're we, crazy. We love writing yeah. music. Obsessed. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. If there's any artists out there who need a song, contact us. Tweet at us. <laughs> Tweet. Mm-hmm. Why do you keep sending people through the Twitter? Animadians. Animadians. At Amadians. At Animaniacs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lost. I have no idea what you talking about what are we talking about so uh this has been so much fun i can't believe an hour has already kind of just like flown by wow i know we're what? almost done <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> so we do have to start wrapping up um but do you guys have any shows in the near future that you want to plug and get people excited well assuming about? this this airs early february we are at festival first oh, yeah. day february 14th opening 15th. night wow. yeah, friday february 15th mm-hmm. yes and i think, it's I think that's all we can announce right now Totally As fair. of after February. So, mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. we're very excited about Festival. Mm-hmm. Last year we got to play, but uh, they wanted us acoustically, which <laughs> which we were more than happy with because we, we really wanted to play. Yeah. But we were really hoping to be able to get back there and play electrically. And it's happening opening night, so hope to see everyone out there. <sighs> so I, I wish I could be there. I, I know I have plans that night, but maybe I'll like, we'll, we'll figure it out. What time do you guys play? Uh, I think, honestly, think, I think I want to say I seven. Th- I think it's Seven, yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> you know what? I can just cancel plans. It's fine. You that would what? be appreciated. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> just cancel my important, like, Valentine's Day plans. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, you get it. I yeah, love I love. I get it. I, I love love. I yeah. get you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't cancel your wonderful, lovely, <laughs> romantic plans. Yeah. It's like, no, we have to actually see this band at the Festival de Voyager. Don't worry <laughs> about it. We can do it next year. It's no big deal. Um, so... Do you guys have any advice for beginners who want to get involved, maybe in the same style as you? Or um, are you taking a video? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was like posing. So, uh, so you'll see that on social media. Yeah, um, but do you have advice for people who maybe want to make music just like you? Yeah. I have a ahead. lot of advice. Go ahead. Um, I think it's incredibly important to listen a ton. Everything that you're looking to learn from music and about music is out there in recordings. Everything that you could possibly want to learn about music, you will learn by listening to music. And the internet is a massively, incredibly useful tool that I think so many people take advantage of and a lot of people take it for granted. So if there is something that you've been wanting to do for a really long time, music-wise or otherwise, do it. It's gonna suck at first. (laughs) It's just a given. Like, my first songs were laughable. And then I did it again. And then they were a little less laughable. And then I did it again. And so on and so forth. And now I think our songs rip. But I had to figure it out for myself. And I got discouraged a ton along the way. But it was was exactly what I needed. Because even the discouraging parts are, you know, criteria to write a song about. You know, everything in your life is a song waiting to happen if you want that to be your life, you know, like. Just if you're obsessed, continue to do it and don't listen to anybody that's that would, would discourage you. That's the word you. I would use. Stay obsessed. Yeah. 
be obsessed. If you want it, you can't do it half-assed. I think obsession is what separates a good musician from a great musician, truly. Yeah. I think the more you do it, and, and music is a language. It's just like speaking English. The quicker and the more you know, you do it every day, the more fluent and the yeah. more intricate of a sentence you can create and so on. And that's mm-hmm. the exact same preference yep. or it's a premise for music. Stay obsessed, my friends. Yeah. yeah. Make it a habit. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you say so, I guess I can. Um, so if people want to follow you and also creep you on social media, where can they find you? I, uh, Adamadians. Well, Adamadians. Go ahead. D I A N S is how you spell it. I will spell it again. A M A D I A N S. And it's uh, just Amadians for all the socials. There's no band on the end or anything. Except for Facebook, which is Amadians music. But if you search Amadians, it'll come right up. That's true. There's no other band. We did named word combined to invent that word. So. <laughs> Yeah, better like copyright it and get it all so no one else can take Way it. Way ahead of you, oh, actually. Say, have we done that? <laughs> Way ahead of you, actually. Don't get any ideas. <laughs> Darn it. No. Um, I'll let you guys have it. But thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been so much fun. Thank, thank you so you for much having for having us. us. You're definitely welcome back for the next EP or whatever. Love to. Maybe we can have the whole band. We can just have a party. I'm in. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. So I guess... It. So everyone who's listening, thanks so much for tuning in to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. It's 2019. It's crazy. We're going to have our fourth birthday on in April, so stay tuned for some fun news about that. Uh, also, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as check out all previous interviews on um, www.winnipegmusicproject.com. Also, in the future, Spotify and iTunes, which is coming soon. If it's not already out yet, I'm still figuring it out, okay? Don't rush me. Um, so now you're listening to uh, Ocean and Moon. As I linger on your love for me, one story comes to mind. How the most I love the ocean, he pulled her close with all his might. Tries in vain to touch her, he was too far above her. She was always out of reach, but here alone he found a peace. In the empty hours, when the earth is calm, we had our chance to be. Each night I sing your swan song, I think you're finally free. I will try to do you proud, my dear, though my body and my mind feel numb. For now I'll become the moon down here Trying to pull you from kingdom come Years and years will fly on by My love for you remains But when I turn my eyes to the sky I can't smile as the moon wanes After my last song is sung In my ears I come to fast As my last breath leaves my lungs May ocean and moon meet at last May ocean and moon meet at last I will try to do you proud my dear Though my body and my mind feel numb For now I've become the moon down here Trying to pull you from kingdom come
Trying to pull you from King 